Visitors to Porto are usually captivated by its history. The cobbled lanes flanked by colourful warehouses, historic homes and tiled palaces that wind uphill from the Douro River. But dig a little deeper and you soon discover that these historic facades envelop a modern and creative city. Bustling neighbourhoods are filled with cafes, restaurants and boutique stores and an art district of museums and galleries that fuels the city's appetite for contemporary culture and design. Porto is Portugal's second city. Some 220,000 people call it home. And while Lisbon is the seat of government, Porto, by virtue of its proximity to the country's manufacturing hubs, has always been its business heart. Yet as little as 15 years ago, the lively city you see today didn't exist. During a period of decline in the 1980s and 90s, its historic centre was virtually abandoned until, in 2005, the municipality began investing in repair and renovation, taking a long-term approach that allowed the city to find its feet and grow naturally. While public investment kick-started regeneration, it was smaller, privately funded projects that added the creative flair. Brother and sister team, architect Emmanuel Souza and economist Patricia Souza renovated a 19th century townhouse to open Rosa et al. Guesthouse in 2012. One of Porto's first boutique guesthouses, it was also a pioneering commercial project that showcased how the city could be sympathetically redeveloped. When we initiated Rosa et al. Townhouse, for example, it was a thing that we wanted to really uh, give back to the city. We wanted to renovate a place then open its doors so people could see that in the ruinous state of the city there was a lot of uh, little jewels that could be recovered, renovated and I think that was accomplished. Accomplished even to kind of like a, a state that nowadays it's more and more happening uh, in the whole fabric of the city. Four years later, Emmanuel and Patricia opened a second venture, fashion store Early Made, which illustrates the growing power of Made in Portugal. All the brands it stocks, including the likes of Maison Kitsune, Folk and Homecore, are made, designed or hand-finished in factories and workshops around Porto. The Sozas also collaborate with local makers and artists, weavers, ceramicists, painters and sculptors, all based in the city. It's a sort of connection between tradition and high-tech that is making the equation to Portuguese industries. We wanted to kind of like make people aware that a lot of production was being made in Porto and in Portugal and that there was a lot of creativity here that was kind of like not being developed to its full potential. You can find textile manufacturers, furniture makers, ceramic studios and more all within an hour's drive of Porto. These close links to industry allow creative businesses such as Eduardo Aires Graphic Design Studio to prosper. Aires, the designer behind the city's award-winning branding, loves Porto. This idea of being the second city of the country uh, leads us to be better, but not only in our common life, but in different, different areas. Architecture, design. You have more designers here than in Lisbon. People here are very proud about what they do and people here, they, they really like to do, to be perfectionist and to be helpful and to be authentic. It's easy to open a business in Portugal. Once you have residency rights and a Portuguese tax number, the paperwork is simple and the process costs only 360 euros. That means even small-scale ventures like Juan de Mayoralgo's three-room guesthouse can easily get off the ground. 
it's probably one of the easiest places, Portugal in general, to open a company, you know. It's in one hour you go to a place and in one hour you have everything. I just made my own home in Porto with my stuff, my furniture, my family uh, pieces and uh, paintings and uh, souvenirs. I would say that's, that's also why people feel like at home, because uh, it, it's a real home. Entrepreneurs here seem to create businesses that combine their passions. Nambam is a small restaurant run by Miguel de Cunha and Sacuarao. It's filled with furniture and lighting designed by the pair, who also cook meals and serve customers. We serve Japanese home-cooked food using local ingredients and we call our um, restaurant or cafe, Nambao Port Kitchen and Cafe and Studio. Miguel is a um, furniture designer and I used to study fine art. So um, alongside this business, we continue to um, follow our creative path. It's easier to make connections and meet friends in smaller cities like Porto, where you can walk across the centre in less than 15 minutes. There's a modern metro system with links to the airport and train stations, and the riverside makes for great cycling. It's a picturesque half-hour ride to the seaside suburb of Foch which is also home to Seralvesh, one of the country's most important museums, and just beyond to the beaches and seafood restaurants of neighboring Matosinhos. The most attractive things that this city has is exactly the scale. You have a perfect scale to live. There are unbalances in the city that are still noticeable, but that we work every day. And it's not that it's gentrifying all the city, I think the city uh, learns something of the, the previous cities that become a hit, a touristic hit or a kind of like a, a kind of like a real estate hit like Porto is becoming now. Small, business savvy, creative, friendly and affordable, today Porto is one of Europe's most livable small cities. Pack a bag and find out for yourself.